Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna podcast. I'm excited to be with you guys today and excited for our topic today. Hey, last week I talked about uh, gut health and so many of my episodes do talk about gut health because it is a fascinating topic. It is a topic that is often overlooked in traditional medicine. And it's an area with a, with a tremendous amount of research right now, uh, looking at the whole gut microbiome, uh, how that is, you know interplays with all of the other systems in the body, from the immune system to uh, our nervous system to things like anxiety and depression, uh, and even cognitively, the whole gut brain connection. It's this really truly fascinating area of research right now, with lots of great things coming out. When I think about medicine as a whole, the two things that excite me uh, in terms of areas of medicine, one is gut health, microbiome work, and just really trying to get that, uh, you know, up and, and, and basically functioning at a higher level. And then the other one is actually some of the genetic stuff uh, that we see, uh, an area called, um, you know, nutrigenomics, which is nutrition and genes uh, in medicine. And that's very exciting too. I might do more on that later. But today's topic is actually a very, very common problem. And so many people are struggling with this. It's actually estimated that 15% of the U.S. population struggle with some form of constipation. And so, you know, for me, when I think about constipation, you know, I like to say um, constipation might be more than just a symptom. Usually people think it's a symptom of bad diet or of, you know, some other disease. And we'll talk a little bit about other conditions that can cause it. But it's more than just that because it can then act actually be the cause of other issues uh, that can negatively impact our health. So we're going to talk about it today. Uh, People come in all the time and they want to know what to do about the bloat. Uh, They have a lot of belly bloating and oftentimes that is tied to constipation, also tied to something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, also known as SIBO. Uh, So we'll hit on that a little bit. So let's just go ahead and dive right in. So it's estimated that about 15% of the population has uh, struggles with constipation. Constipation is defined as uh, if you are not having, uh, you know, at least three bowel movements in a week, then you are constipated. Uh, People in the functional medicine category like to say that you should be having a bowel movement daily. And if you are not, then you are constipated. And there's a whole chart that gastroenterologists look at to like define, you know, the the stage of, of poop if you will, uh, from, you know, hard pellets to, you know, marks in it, et cetera, et cetera. We're not really going to go into that, uh, but that's something out there that you can take a look at. There's a graphic on it if you want. But um, it's also estimated that almost 15% of the population struggles with irritable bowel syndrome. And irritable bowel syndrome can can manifest as uh, constipation, It can also be irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea, and it can also be both, okay? So, you know, and what they're saying now with a lot of research is showing that literally almost 80% 
of the IBS that has especially constipation is actually the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And small intestinal bacterial overgrowth is actually where you get an overgrowth of the wrong bacteria or bad bacteria in the small intestine. And in a sense, it's kind of like some of the bad bacteria from the colon, um, you know, that you have different types of bacteria in the uh, small intestine and then in the colon or the also called the large intestine. And some of that bad bacteria can get into the small intestine. And then you've got this whole SIBO thing, which again can cause uh, a lot of issues with constipation. And so, you know, what are some of the other health conditions that can cause uh, trouble here? Well, one of the biggest ones that we see or that we are aware of and, you know, always want to have checked out if you've struggled with chronic constipation uh, would be thyroid disease. An underactive thyroid will absolutely cause constipation. An overactive thyroid generally, not always, but generally will cause more diarrhea. So that would be a cause. There are lots of other issues um, within the GI system where there are problems with the transit. So sort of a slow transit. Uh, Some people have something called gastroparesis, which is where things just aren't moving through. And there are certain diets that they should follow and certain styles of eating that they should adhere to. We're not going to go into that today. We're going to just assume that it's your run-of-the-mill constipation uh, that's been going on and uh, what we can do about it. So some of the symptoms of constipation, when people are chronically constipated, they can actually have uh, struggle with issues um, with fatigue, significant fatigue. They can have weight gain. That kind of makes sense when you think about just a backup of stuff. You're going to end up with some some weight gain. Foggy brain where they're just not thinking as clearly. I really think that this has to do with detox. I think it's because if they're constipated, then they basically are not detoxifying their body the way that they should. When you look at our main detoxifying organs, you know, the skin, of course, is one of them, one of the ways that we get toxins out. Uh, The colon is another way. The liver is a way that we, you know, process toxins and then the kidneys. And so if the colon is not functioning properly, if you're not moving that stuff out, then of course, you know, you're more likely to be toxic. You also can get um, a backup of these toxins, excess toxins uh, being reabsorbed into the bloodstream when you are constipated. And that can contribute to all kinds of issues just in and of itself. So weight gain, foggy brain, uh, infections, as I mentioned before, acne. Uh, Actually, a lot of times if people are struggling with constipation, they will tend to have more issues with acne. And so if that's something that you've struggled with, you know, you may want to take a look at this and make sure we get things moving. Uh, And then, of course, um, achy, uh, you know, joints, joint pain or achy joints, um, bloating. I mentioned that already. Uh, Bloating, yes, from the constipation, but then also as things are just not moving through well, you get kind of a backup and an increase in gas. Certain foods can trigger that as well. Um, And then it also can cause some anxiety uh, and depression. Again, that has to do with that whole gut-brain connection and those neurotransmitters just, you know, having a negative impact on that. So you can see it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And we want people to feel great. We want people to be able to move. And so where do we start? What can we do to kind of eliminate this issue and really get things moving? Um, So there are 
a, probably, a, I don't even know how many products out there on the shelf. You could go to a pharmacy and try to look at all of the things that are available for constipation. That will tell you how big of a problem this is. Um, and so it really does start with diet. You guys know how often I hit on that topic. It starts with diet because we're supposed to get about 25 grams of fiber in our diet daily. The average American on the standard American diet gets probably about seven. So there are some very easy things that we can do from a diet standpoint to reverse this problem. And so it starts with eating foods that are healthy foods. You guys know that I always say whole foods, nutrient-dense, and clean, okay? That's kind of the thing that we always, always, always come back to. So you want really healthy sources of fiber, you know, ideally in vegetables and in low-sugar fruits, that sort of thing um, will make a tremendous difference um, with constipation and moving things through. But it's not just fiber. It also has to do with hydration. So many people are constantly dehydrated and, you know, they're not getting enough fluids in. And so they will end up again with constipation from that standpoint. Uh, and then on top of that, on top of the, um, the dehydration uh, and the low fiber, you add in the processed foods. And that is really the, the biggest issue. So when you look at, you know, the epidemic in the U.S. or the, you know, the biggest health problem that we have in the U.S., it is actually the ultra-processed foods, the standard American diet. And there are new statistics coming out now that talk about if you consume an, an ultra-processed food would be like a fast food, okay? So you go through a drive through and you get fast food. That would be considered ultra-processed. And it's amazing to see, you know, if you consume that, you know, once a day, the, the just the the negative impact that it has on your health uh, and even looking at you know how long a person lives death rates etc there are new statistics coming out on that um, so definitely this makes a difference but these ultra processed foods tend to contribute to um, this constipation okay all of these issues that we're seeing so eliminating all of that eating real food whole food that's nutrient dense, that has the fiber, making sure that you're getting plenty of really great hydration uh, can make a difference as well. Um, a lot of times, you know, a hot tea uh, can make a difference uh, just to kind of help get things moving. And then there are some supplements that we'll talk about as well um, that can make a difference um, depending on what the issue is. Uh, but basically, um, you know, when we look at changing the diet generally that will resolve the problem, okay? So if you change the diet and stick with it, that will resolve the problem. Now, if you happen to be sensitive um, to or allergic to certain foods, that could contribute to the problem as well. So sometimes you'll see, if you're looking at some of the literature out there, you'll see something about a FODMAP diet. Um, FODMAP, which FODMAP stand for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, which are short-chain carbohydrates or sugars, okay? And basically, those foods, a lot of people are sensitive to them. And so oftentimes, um, you'll do a two-week elimination diet and then kind of add some of those what we call high FODMAP foods back in to see, you know, are you sensitive to it or not? 
But some of those foods can even be a culprit um, that can be contributing to some of the constipation issues. And one of the biggest on the list is actually wheat. Um, It's been said that about half of us or 50% of us are sensitive or intolerant to gluten, wheat gluten. And so that's a big one. Eliminating that can can really, really have a positive impact uh, on the whole constipation issue. And it's definitely worth just changing to see what results do I get. Do you know that some people even get headaches or suffer from migraines uh, and the migraine is actually being triggered by their constipation? So it's definitely a problem that, that you want to address. And there are so many other issues. I mentioned the symptoms, but there are other problems that people develop because of the constipation. And, you know, those are, you know, from hemorrhoids to, you know, just fissures to all kinds of things like that. So we want to avoid those things. And so we really want to eat a healthy diet um, that's going to make a difference. And so take a look at some of that. But in addition to that, from a supplement standpoint, you know, again, I mentioned there are all kinds of stool softeners, laxatives, you know, you name it out there available over the counter. Um, But you can also do a lot from a food standpoint and from a supplement standpoint. So if the issue is a motility issue where you're just not moving things through, and this might be you if after a meal, you just feel like it's still stuck there. It's not moving through. You know, six hours, eight hours after you ate that meal, you feel like it's still stuck right there in your stomach. It's not moving through. For people who are struggling with that, a lot of times magnesium. Uh, is a good option. Magnesium has a relaxing effect on muscle, and specifically, it will relax also the smooth muscle, which is what's on the inside um, of the intestines, and kind of help move things through. So that would be something you could try. You know, if you have heart issues or whatever, always check with your doctor and make sure, you know, that it's okay for you to try a little magnesium for your constipation. Uh, But that's one that I recommend a lot. We do sometimes recommend stool softeners as well. Um, That can be very, very helpful. Uh, A lot of times I will recommend vitamin C. You know, vitamin C is a water-soluble vitamin. You're just going to urinate out what you don't use. Vitamin C is fantastic for boosting the immune system, but it will also help with constipation. So you basically, um, you know, you can take vitamin C until you get diarrhea from it, quite honestly. Um, But that is Uh, you know, another great way to address um, this whole issue uh, with constipation and can make a huge difference. So those are just some of the things that I typically will recommend. Um, You know, generally speaking for patients in my practice, I will try to get more specific with, you know, what is the underlying cause? And sometimes we can't figure it out. Sometimes we just have to treat, you know, the constipation and work on getting things moving Uh, But that always, always, always starts with a healthy diet, good probiotics, because again, oftentimes you've thrown your microbiome off balance. The gut flora is not what it should be. Um, There is some testing that can be done for things like SIBO, that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, That test usually involves a breath test. Um, You basically drink um, a product like lactulose, and then you, uh, after that, you you breathe into a tube uh, every you know every fifteen minutes uh, over the course of a couple of hours, and that will tell you hydrogen or methane being produced. And so then um, you know you can specifically target the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which can be done with foods uh, like the low FODMAP diet, but it can also be done 
with antibiotics as well. So those are just some of my tips with constipation, you guys. I hope this has been helpful. I know somebody out there needed to hear this today so that they can get on track and get things moving and feel better and get out there and enjoy life. So thanks so much for joining me and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.